There's kicking and screaming today from the 1311 Studios, Corinth, Mississippi. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. I'm Stanfield. That is... Sorry, I went a little early. Trevor, Montgomery, I'm sorry. You're a little... You're anxious. You're anxious. So, uh, Trevor, you had a massive weekend in Florida, did you not? I did, I did. It was a great weekend, by the way. Yeah, and so... Uh, should we keep people in suspense or let them know what you did? We could tell them. You could tell them? We'll tell them. Tell them what you did. This okay, so this past uh, weekend I went down to Pensacola Beach with uh, quite a few friends of mine from Boonville. And we, uh, That's Boonville, Mississippi. Yes, Boonville, there Mississippi. is a real town in Mississippi called Boonville. Boonville. Yes. And so we went down to Pensacola Beach and we participated in a CrossFit competition. Mm. So... Anybody interested, you could check on Facebook or Instagram. It's Pensacola Beach Brawl, and you'll see a couple pictures of uh, myself. There, I'm in a video. That was like yeah. the highlight of the weekend. I made a video. Oh, you made the video, or you got into I got the video? on you were included Beach in Brawl's video. video. It was kind of neat. Yeah? Yeah. Did they have see, if, if I'm at a place like that, they've got to superimpose my face on somebody else's body because then I want to see this without right. a shirt on. I left, I left a shirt on for that video. I appreciate it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh we went down and um I competed with three other men, so it was a four man team. Yeah. We competed Sunday afternoon and how many uh, teams total? In our division were thirty seven. Thirty seven teams. Thirty seven teams. And and okay, so before we let everybody know where you placed, what were the workouts that you had to do? Oh, well, um in a nutshell, we had four different workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh one consisted of we consider it a beach workout. So we had to do a couple movements and then we had to carry a sandbag through the sand, basically on your back running through the sand. And so the sand on the beach there was, was real soft. So that meant, yeah. you know, you kind of sunk into it yeah. and uh, it really burned your quads up. Okay. It was fun. Um, <laughs> it was fun. I was in a lot of pain. It was I great. Mean, <laughs> the harder the better, I say. So uh, our second workout, uh, we had to pick up it's called a D ball, but it was an 80 pound ball. Okay. And basically we just had to pick it up, put it over our shoulder, a certain amount of reps. Um, two of my partners had to do burpees. And when you say put it over your shoulder, you mean throw it over your shoulder? Basically you just had to get this ball up over your shoulder. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, the old way you used to drop your go- ball in golf. Right. So nobody saw it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is an 80 so pound is ball. This 80 pound golf ball. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, so one partner would go, they'd do a certain amount of, uh, cleans with the ball and okay. then they had uh to do burpees well two partners did burpees two partners did pull-ups i lucked out and i just got to do pull-ups okay so i finished you, this out you didn't have to pick the ball up i did i had to pick the okay. ball up and then i got to do pull-ups okay and so um that was one of my favorite workouts because we 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 smoked everybody on that workout smoke we smoked them we left did you smell flesh burning there was rubber mats <laughs> out in the sun on the beach <laughs> I had my shirt on for that one too. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, our third wor- workout, um, we just had to do hang snatches to see how heavy we could do. That was not my favorite. Yeah, kind of hurt myself on that one. Okay, we won't talk about that. All right. <laughs> Superman is vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, that was my kryptonite. Uh, and then our fourth workout, um, we kind of split it up two two partners at a time and so uh 
we had to do as two partners we had to do 50 uh, wall ball shots so you pick up a 20 pound ball and you mm-hmm. have to shoot it to a 10 foot target okay and so um we did that and then we had to come once you did your fifth we had to do 50 of those then we had to come come over to a barbell and we had to do 30 clean and jerks and so uh, we split that up however we wanted and then we had to get on a bike and we had to bike 50 calories which s- sounds easy till you get on a bike and you st- yeah. once your legs are screaming from wall ball shots yeah. and clean and jerks so uh, we had to do that and then we had to go tag our partners and they did that same workout in reverse order okay so so they burned out their quads and then had to do the wall then they had to do yeah (laughs) i don't know which Um, would be worse (laughs) i'm glad i went first yeah yeah so and through all of this you survived and Mm -hmm. then what place did you come in we finished second overall second overall that's Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty impressive yeah we were um we went into the weekend wanting to place in the top three just to make it to the podium and you did it we did um I joked with some of the guys on the team that it helped having the team next to us working out. It was a bunch of old guys. <laughs> so you felt really good about it. Oh, yourself. man, we sm- <laughs> we absolutely smoked them. It made me feel so good. And That's cool. Afterwards, I, I went up and I shook their hand and That's said cool. it was fun working out with them. I uh, I climbed the ladder a couple of times this weekend. It's about all the workout I did. Nice. Scraped a little paint. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. It was, I think I threw out my shoulder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's really cool. I'm, I'm proud of you and your team for, for you. being able to do that. Um, I'm not, I'm not that young anymore. I don't know that I'll ever be able to achieve anything like that, but, uh, you know, I like to keep my aspirations in front hey, of me. <laughs> just so you know, uh, we were down there on Saturday, which was individual day and they had, um, a 40-year-old, if you're in your 40s, mm-hmm. you could compete. And then yeah. they had 50-plus. Yeah. And so... I'm not competing with this bod. I'd have to well, do some work. You'd you should, have to work on me. You, you would need a couple of years. A couple of years. Just to get used to yeah. everything. But yeah. there are some guys out there with not-so-tight bellies. <laughs> if you get my drift there. <laughs> Look like they just got yes. off a motorcycle. Got, and show, you know, I hey, got, I'm here. I got your drift. Yeah. Yes, I, I am your drift. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll tell you why we're kicking and screaming. This is the All Seven A's podcast. Hey, pastors and church administrators, listen to this. All Seven Days is proud to be partnered with Faith Teams. Faith Teams is a web-based church management software with all the features your church needs and price so that any church can afford it. It's packed with features including attendance tracking, kids check-in, volunteer scheduling, automated guest follow-up, contributions, online giving and text to give, built-in email and text messaging tools, and a whole lot more. Best of all, it's all in one single system at a price that makes sense. They have a free 14-day trial so you can try the entire system before you pay a dime. Keep it in pages $40 a month. That's right, $40 a month for every available feature. Go to all7days.com slash faithteams to learn more and use the links provided for your free 14-day trial. When you sign up, tell them All 7 Days sent you. Faith Teams, the easy and affordable church management software. 
What happens when a theology nerd who builds guitar pedals, his pastor, and a Lutheran guy from Nebraska get together on a weekly basis? The Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast, that's what. The Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast explores the Christian faith, practice, and worship through the lens of sola scriptura and tota scriptura, comparing and contrasting what God says to popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world. You can even join in the discussion in the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge Facebook group and make sure you subscribe to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast right now on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Hello, this is Justin from Washington State. I wanted to let both Stan and Trevor know that the podcast is so incredibly valuable and important to me. It feels more like a belated conversation than a podcast when you answer our questions. I'm indebted to you both for your help and your honesty on Heart Matters. You are truly iron that sharpens iron. Thank you again. Welcome back to the All 7 Days Podcast. We're just a couple of guys who take questions and talk about them from the perspective of a couple of church members just conversing about spiritual matters. You can send your questions in to ask at all7days.com, 864-660-9473. You can leave us a voicemail or text there. Check us out at the All 7 Days Hangout Facebook group. Get mugs and t-shirts. Oh, by the way, I forgot. All7days.com slash shop for mugs and t-shirts. Uh, I ordered a couple of sample mugs today of a new design. Hmm. I'm not going to... Is it like a five-gallon? No. It's, but just like no, a bucket? It's, with it's a, a regular coffee mug, oh, okay. but it's, it's, got, it's got a different on it. And okay. it, was, it was pretty cheap just to try it. So I, right. I ordered a couple. Got you one. Got me one. Thanks. And maybe if we'll, we'll do a taste test with the coffee. And if it tastes better, we may order some more. Okay. And see if we can get them. Maybe we'll just do a podcast of us sipping coffee into the mic. (laughs) That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. It'd be a short, it'd be short, short podcast, like a a two minute. Yeah. Because nobody would listen past that, but that's, that's pretty good. So we're kicking and screaming today. Um, Why are we kicking and screaming? Tell them why we're kicking and screaming today, Trevor. Um, outside of my body aching, yes, uh, I think it has something something to do with uh, the topic of conversation today. Yes, yes, we're kicking and screaming because someone has asked uh, about women in ministry. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the question goes like this: What does the Bible say about female pastors, deacons, and high leadership in the church? One of the best pastors I've ever known is female, but my dad disagrees with this and insists that it isn't biblical. I'd like to know what you and Trevor have to say about it. So here we go. This is this is probably the most controversial topic that we've hit this far. I don't know if 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 there's been one more. So please let us know. I can't think of what it could even come close to this. Um. So I think this one's pretty. At this, I I think it this moment in our culture right yeah you know the the touchiness of gender or sexuality and certain positions and how you approach that and what you say so um so we're going we're going to tackle this question we're we're going to answer it uh first honestly from the way we personally feel about it and then we're going to look at scripture and see what it has to say about it and then we're going to we're going to leave it at that mm-hmm. because what scripture says is what matters. Right. No one should care anything about what Trevor and Stan have to say about this because in the end it doesn't matter what we have to say about it. It's what God has to say about it. And it, and but we you know we still 
we still have our own cultures and our own uh, our own uh, upbringing and background and experiences that we bring to this. Uh, but ultimately, it's the Word of God that we have to rely on, and that's what we're going to do. So let me just say, first of all, that some of the best uh, speakers, best, I, I, I will use the word preachers, um, that I have ever heard have been women. Mm-hmm. Now, um, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't even speak to the content of what they said. I'm just speaking to their, their delivery, their passion for what they're talking about. Um, some of the best I've ever heard are women. And I'll, I'll include in that our own uh, uh, student minister at our church, Jenny McFeeders. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jenny. She is one of the best speakers as far as putting together and delivering a message that I've ever heard. She's just really good. Uh, but that's really not what this question is. Right. This question is not whether a woman can deliver a message in whatever format that is. Uh, this... Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well, but this this specifically speaks to being uh, a pastor, a deacon, high leadership in the church. Um, the question really doesn't doesn't talk about uh, their speaking role right. at all, uh, but it talks about their their I guess you could say their their position, their title mm-hmm. in the church. In the church. So, um, and I, I think you've had similar experience, right? That as far as yeah. Well, as far as a female in a pastor role, I've only experienced that once outside of, of hearing Jenny speak. Um, and that that was when I was eight years or younger, maybe, yeah. from what I can remember. Um, compared to the, the male pastor that we had, I enjoyed hearing her speak. Yeah. But at that time... You know, as a six, seven-year-old sitting in church, hearing a message was not at the top of my priority list. I right. wanted to be out <laughs> doing something else. Yeah, I um, get that. Uh, her personally in the church, I felt that she did her job um, just as well as if a man was in that position. Right. right. So let me let me first of all give a couple of resources to go uh, do some more stuff. We've actually talked about qualifications of elders and pastors and deacons and uh, that was actually who we talked to last week that was robert wood who Mm -hmm. sent that question in and about how they should handle their church going forward since their lead pastor had resigned and left and so we just went through what the qualifications of pastors and elders and deacons and that is all seven days.com slash podcast slash pastor dash elders dash and dash deacons dash Oh dash my! <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can you can find that on the on your podcast feed. Pastors, elders, and deacons. Elders and deacons. Oh my! Is the title of that uh, thing. So we we we've already kind of covered those qualifications. Uh, also, a great resource is Pastor Bradley has they uh, I believe this past Sunday actually installed three new elders at their church, and they did a sermon series on it. It's three messages. And you can find those at resfaith.com, R-E-Z, faith.com, slash overseers, O-V-E-R-S-E-E-R-S. So resfaith.com slash overseers. Great series of messages there about what, what elders are, what, they, what their role is, and that sort of thing. So you can get qualifications and all that kind of information there. So now 
we need to turn to scripture and see what see if there's anything in there that talks about women in these roles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so we first need to we need to we need to um, satisfy the the question: Is the Bible authoritative on this? Right. So let's just see what the Bible says about itself. Second Timothy three. Um, Starting in verse ten, let me just read this paragraph real quickly, and it's the it's the end of it. I want to I want to do the paragraph because I want context around it. Uh, this is Paul writing to Timothy. It's the second letter that he wrote to Timothy. He says in verse ten, "You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and at Lystra, which." which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who who desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. So you can see what Paul's talking about here. He's He's talking about people coming in and teaching false things and how and how he's warning about being deceived says then in verse 14, But as far as you continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. That's an interesting statement since he's talking about the Old Testament. Right. That the Old Testament is able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. That's interesting. And then verse 16 and 17. All scripture, including what we're reading here, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for, tra- uh, for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So the Bible says about itself that is, it is the authority. Right. So we have to go by what the Bible says. So I want to go to, I want to, go to Titus 2. I want us to look at that, um, and this this is talking about how how women are talked about here in a positive role in a teaching role, mm-hmm. positive manner in a teaching role, and this is Titus two, uh, beginning in verse one. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober minded, dignified, self controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and, to, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may, be, may not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Show yourself in all respects to be a moral model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity and dignity and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that in so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. And it goes on. It goes on a little bit further, but but notice what the what the women are, are charged there to do. They are to uh, mind their behavior and to teach. Mm-hmm. They are to teach, but they are to teach the young women, training young women, teach what teach what's good, and train young women to love their husbands, children. In other words, pass down godly living to the next generation of wives. Right. That I think that's I think that's in a nutshell what he's talking about here. But 
I believe he's also talking about teach the gospel, right? He's talking about mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just contained to this, but the only way you can live that kind of life is through the gospel. Right. It's through Christ living in you. So I have to believe that's contained in what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So women are so women are definitely to teach in that way. Um, you got it, something? Uh, yeah, it just says. You know, older men are to be sober mind, self control, sound in faith. Mm-hmm. And then in verse three it says older women likewise. Right. And so it's everything that the men have yep. plus more. Yeah. And there's, so there's because, there's a lot of responsibility yeah. there. A lot of responsibility. Okay. Uh then then here here is where the controversy comes from. We're gonna look at first Timothy chapter two, and this is this is where the big controversy comes from. We're going to start in verse 8. I desire that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise, also, that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel. I don't think there's anything controversial there. Nope. Be modest, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire. So he's talking about, you know, dress modestly. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't dress to draw attention to yourself. And about with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. So dress yourself with actions that show your faith. And then let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness and self-control. So this is this is the big controversial paragraph, mm-hmm. right? So what does Paul mean here? I think that's the big question. What does he mean when he says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to be quiet. Um, so this is the kicking and screaming part. Right. Um, because, you know, this this honestly to me puts a twist in me and i know there's women out there listening who say well, well you know we're we, you know we we how can you deny our calling you know right. we we feel called to do this mm-hmm. and i don't i don't doubt that at all um and he's he's speaking specifically here about church uh government mm-hmm. i believe uh and this is a this is a a um uh, a pastoral type role teaching is obviously a qualification of an elder right and um uh so but but what is he talking about here is he talking about only in a church service is he talking about he's he's obviously not talking about all of life because he just said earlier in second timothy actually he said it later is that women are to teach right um but notice the phrase, um, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. And again, with our culture today, this is hot button. I mean, oh, yeah. this is, this is so, um, so, but we, we think it's a cultural issue, right. right? But Paul doesn't let us have that option because he says, for Adam was formed first, then Eve. This is a creative order thing. Mm-hmm. This is, I created a man first, 
and he is to be in authority in his household. All right? It's a creative order thing. And God has ordained, I believe he's talking about here, God has ordained that men be the leaders in a church. Now, does that mean a woman cannot serve in ministry in a church? Absolutely not. Right. It doesn't. But I do believe that, according to this, she is to be under authority from of a man above her. Right. All right. And but again, we see we you know we we see churches in America that are not set up that way. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, in our culture, that really kicks against it. Right. Uh, but. But again, this is the authority we have to go by. This is this is what we have to live under. So, and in case you think that Paul hates women, we have to look at 1 Timothy 5 that says, and this is verse 1, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. So, Paul is talking about, you know, when you see someone doing something wrong, don't don't go after them like you would just a stranger, but mm-hmm. treat them like fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters and love them through whatever it is they're going through. So, um, wow, we're really going through this quicker than I thought, but that's probably good because I'm tired of kicking and screaming. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that last paragraph was, was a good one. As it, yeah. it, you know, it just, it just shows you Paul's heart. He's, He's speaking God's words here. Scripture is God breathed, right? Mm-hmm. Paul is not just writing at random, right? And I don't, I don't think he was like, you know, I don't want any woman whatsoever exactly. in the history of mankind yeah. ever. I really don't think that's what no. he was so, right. getting at. But here's a here's a great example in Acts 18 of how a woman is an example here of how a woman was able to teach and even teach a man. Mm-hmm. So check this out. Um, Acts 18, uh, I think this is, I'm not sure where this is. Um, this is starting in verse one. Uh, after this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. Okay. We got Paul involved here. He found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus recently come from Italy with his wife, Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. And he went to see them, and because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for they were tent makers by trade. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and tried to persuade Jews and Greeks. So here we have Paul coming to Corinth and meeting this couple, uh, husband and wife, named Aquila and Priscilla. In case you get confused, Aquila is the guy, Priscilla is the girl. All right. So uh, they have this relationship. They both have the same trade. They're tent makers. Paul was a tent maker by trade. So were they allowed? They weren't allowed because it says uh, he was of the same trade. He stayed with them. Were they not allowed to stay with each other if they didn't do the same thing? Or well, I th- I'm just curious. I think, I think they probably struck up a relationship gotcha. from being Christians and uh, and, and also tent makers. So and it wasn't you know it wasn't Paul's native home either, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so they all just kind of shared the rent, I guess. So. In verse 24, we introduce a new person to the story. Now, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been introduced, oh, I'm sorry, he had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew not only the baptism of John. In verse 26, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue 
But Priscilla and Aquila heard him. They took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he wished across to Achaia, I guess that's how you say that, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace, i got to flip my page, here we go, had believed for he powerfully uh, refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that Christ was Jesus. So here we have a, a couple that meet this man who is, who is an eloquent speaker. He, he knows the scriptures really well, but he just hasn't heard anything beyond the baptism of John. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing beyond the baptism of John is Jesus, right? right. Jesus came, uh, lived the perfect life, died, rose again on the third day, and uh, has ascended to heaven and is interceding on the on the right hand of the Father for us, right? And so Aquila and Priscilla pull this guy aside and say, hey, you're missing part of the story. Let us fill you in. Mm-hmm. And, and they both do it, right? That means they both knew the scriptures and they both knew the story of Jesus. So uh, here, we have, here we have a woman very involved in the growth of faith of a great preacher who went on to other cities and increased the faith of those uh, that he came in contact with. Mm-hmm. And which I think is a, is a fabulous thing. It's, it's an awesome thing. So uh, ladies, be ready to share the gospel. You're not, you're not excused from preaching. You are to preach just like we're all called to preach the gospel mm-hmm. and, uh, and let others know and make more disciples. No, no one is excused from that. And uh, so I think the I think the the big controversy comes in what how we how we handle that role. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of terms that get thrown around. There's uh, that that kind of describe both ways of thinking. One is an egalitarian, which means men and women can do the exact same things all the time in every way. And then there's complementarian, which means men have a role and women have a role. And if you just look at nature itself, we obviously see that that, that is true. Mm-hmm. There's things that men can do that women can't do and things that women can do that men can't do. And quite frankly, I'm thankful that the things that women can do that I can't do. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't want to be having no babies. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. I've had, a, I've had a kidney stone. <laughs> I'd rather have a kidney stone than have a baby. Yeah. And uh, so um, so that's that's the kind of the the, the – where I fall on things mm-hmm. is the complementary complementarian roles where we work together. It's not that one is more valuable than the other, but if we bring both of our values together, we complete each other in the work of God. And this is the way that God set it up, delivered that message through Paul saying, Hey, it's, it's men who are in charge of a church under their leadership. And really the, I think the biggest problem with that is as as men in a lot of churches across America, we screwed that up. We abdicated things. We didn't take care of things like we should have. The pastors in those roles didn't do such a great job, and it left the door open for somebody else to come over and take charge. And uh, I think in some roles, in some churches, they were passive enough to let it happen. And I think if, if, if we as men would take care of our roles appropriately, and do them with the fervor and and uh, and with the earnestness and with the desire to do it, like God said, elders should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think this wouldn't even be a topic of discussion. Right. 
So that's where I'm at. You mad at me? I'm not. Okay. Should I mean, should anybody be mad at me? I don't I don't see why they should. It's not <laughs> like you just made up. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm kicking and screaming here. I, you know, this is this is just what the word of God says. Right. So and uh, and I, I like what that. you said about the complementarian, you know, as yeah. far as um we have our roles and if they complement each other, I mean, yeah. uh, even better. Yeah. Cuz I think we're here for a reason. We've um we've been saved. Yeah. And now we need to go out and try to help others be yeah. saved. Yeah. And I don't think uh, God's really saying, well, I only want men to go out and save others no. or lead them to me. Like women, Absolutely you just. Not. I heard uh, in doing a little research for this today, I came across a statistic. 75% of the world's population under 50 is female. There's a huge harvest field out there, ladies. Yeah. that you know a lot of you can reach i mean <laughs> apparently after 50 we die off pretty quick so you ladies yeah, got that's a separate know. topic <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah 75 percent of the world's population under 50 is female isn't that incredible yeah I just that just i just it's hard to believe well, for all you single men out there, I know um, there's hope. Right, there's hope. <laughs> Separate topic, but another uh, another podcast altogether. And I don't think you know every woman out there needs to strive for the role of being a a, a lead no, lead pastor. Not, and not all men should have. No, should not at all. Um, we all have an opportunity and a duty to um, help the lost. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm all for it. Um, absolutely. Cool. I have nothing against women in that role whatsoever. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They can all talk better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should get them on the podcast. I need a replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Stan's no. giving me the boot. No way. No way. All right. We will wrap it up there. Uh, we would love your comments and, uh, and questions furthering this topic and let us know where we got it right, where we got it wrong. We'll have pastor Bradley on in a, in a couple of weeks and he'll, uh, he'll talk to this. I've heard him talk about it before as well. And he does a great job with it. So, um, anyway, that that'll wrap up today's, uh, podcast. Uh, and don't forget to send your questions in to ask at all seven days.com. Uh, where's my notes here? Uh, 864-660-9473 voicemail or text all seven days hang out on Facebook let others know about the podcast give us a review and let us know how we're doing support the podcast all seven days dot com slash shop and look for new things maybe coming soon I don't know yeah maybe. we're gonna test out those coffee mugs test out those coffee mugs and see if they I'm taste excited. any better and uh, see if you can clean and jerk one over your head full of coffee full of <laughs> without spilling <laughs> without spilling it <laughs> This is the All 7 Days Podcast, where the goal is to make you think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. Now go give someone what you value most today. 